0: y'all have uh, stockings growing up did you hang up your stockings for we summer? had stockings we did we had a tree we had stockings we had we had country santa what is that Tell me. well country santa is the voice that sounds suspiciously like your great uncle <laughs> <laughs> that calls you on the phone and says hey there, Alicia, <laughs> except in, in a, your great uncle's voice, right. ho, ho, ho. and, I, and it was, Each ho had two syllables, Hello. ho, 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 and have you been a good girl? You know, And I would talk to Santa Claus I love it. because my grandparents wanted me to talk to Santa Claus, but if it wasn't for their urging me to do it, I would not talk to Santa Claus because it sounded kind of creepy. It's like he wanted to sound like my my uncle. No, thank you. I was very confused for a while. <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember I my cousins, their dad uh, lit, worked at Sales Biltmore Bleachery, and they lived in the Mill Village mm-hmm. when, when we were real young. Um, and... Santa would come through the Mill Village on a fire truck. <laughs> and I remember being on their porch and look, at Santa Claus. Santa Claus is on the fire truck. Look at that, look at that. And didn't have any idea that that was not the tradition mm-hmm. or no, Santa was always, Santa always on, was on the fire everywhere. truck. Who knew? Santa was magic. Santa still is magic. Santa Very is magic. magic. Yeah, you're right about that. What There's what magic everywhere, and Santa's got some of it. Santa's into technology now too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Norad tracks him every that's year. Right. You Guess can ask might. Alexa all about him. And My, oh, <laughs> well, you can ask Alexa about just about anything. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. Anyway, we're not, we'll save that for another show. Our moments with Alexa. So S- that's creepy. So did how did y'all do it as far as? unwrapping presents did you do it one at a time or did you just get in there and everybody just dug in or it was just a free for all was, was it a free for damn free for all <laughs> and then the food afterwards well, or before oh god well and the alcohol you know we we <laughs> had the same curse that a lot of Appalachian families did that my mother and father were both just drunks they were functional alcoholics and We'd get up, my brother and I get up early, dog early in the morning to see what Sandy had brought and <laughs> open presents from you know our grandparents or whatever. And you know, my parents would start drinking Bloody Marys as soon as we closed them up. <laughs> well, it's a holiday, it, yeah, but that, yeah, there's that's that, true. There's a line in uh, Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where I guess it's Ellen. She says, well, it's the holidays, and we're all in misery. <laughs> so we would uh, open all the presents and eat, like, chocolate-covered cherries and crap like that. And then we'd go, at some point, we'd go to my grandmother's house. And do Christmas and again. And Christmas again. And then we'd have, like, Christmas yeah. dinner usually there. She would have cooked Christmas <laughs> dinner. But by then, everybody was just drunk as skunks. <laughs> well, we did, we did Christmas on the 24th. Everybody uh, showed yeah, up at yeah. Grandma's house, at my mamaw's house, and all the Christmas presents would get exchanged, and we go to bed. And the next morning was Santa would be there. Yeah, I had a cousin who did that, uh, but we didn't. We um, my grandmother occasionally, occasionally enough that it you've never been up. so excited as you were when that fella compared you to Dolly Parton. Oh my goodness. (laughs) When he said, I couldn't believe it. He said, you sound like Dolly. He, He said, you are like Dolly Parton. And I said, and I gestured from below my chin. And above my hairline, and I said, not in any way you could notice. And he said, no, your voice, you sound like Dolly Parton. <laughs> and I just went, bless you, bless you, bless you. That's a high I compliment. I give you money. <laughs> a high compliment. <laughs> it really was. And you, and you were pleased. And oh, I guess gosh. that I wanted to talk a little bit about Dolly Parton because I was thinking the other day about her, and she's kind of turned into the patron saint of Appalachia. That's right. Nobody can say anything against a Dolly. Nope. I, and everybody loves her, and with good reason, mm-hmm. because she's somebody who came out of this region, and she looks back on that with happiness and pride. And then she does work in the region. She does mm-hmm. amazing stuff here, and she owns a park called Dollywood yep. out in Gatlinburg, or is it Gatlinburg it's, or yeah, Pigeon, Pigeon Forge or something? Ford. Yeah. And that has a huge. Uh, It has a huge impact financially on the area. A lot of people come out. They're paying a lot of taxes. They're employing a lot of folks. And Dolly Parton has just been... One of those saints, just those she, Appalachian she, saints. She is a saint. Yep. And w- after that big old fire mm-hmm. in 2016, yep, uh, she, you know, she put her money where her mouth was. She did, and the residents out there were getting checks for four figures every single month. Yep, she helped them yep. get back on their feet. And so, what can you say about her? For that, she has achieved modern sainthood as far as we're concerned. She's our matron saint, the matron saint of Appalachia. Mm -hmm. And there was a hilarious meme that came across social media That was uh, Dolly Spartan. No. And it was was like Dolly Parton, but dressed as a Spartan warrior. And I was like, hell yes, Dolly Spartan. (laughs) That's right. What was the size of her breastplate? (laughs) (laughs) Probably customs, I guess. I I tell you, my favorite story about Dolly Parton is somebody interviewed her and they asked her how long it took to do her hair. (laughs) And she just laughed and she said, honey, I don't know. I'm never there. (laughs) Yeah, you know, she, that's the thing about Dolly, and Appalachia and some of the females in Appalachia. We just have that attitude. She has this attitude and always did, even when it wasn't exactly proper. <laughs> yeah. She was wearing big wigs and makeup and long Spangles. nails. Spangles and that tiny little waist and those big old chests. Big Lazy. old chests. <laughs> and she didn't apologize for it. No, no, no. And she never has and she never will. Mm-mm. And she wrote some real good music that was the backdrop to so many of our lives. Mm-hmm. This, this time of year, I'll start thinking about Hard Candy Christmas, that oh, song. You gosh, remember that song? Yes, and that uh, coat of many colors yes. that my mother made for me. That was, yeah, the Joseph's coat yeah. that she was talking yeah. about. Oh, gosh, so. that was, I mean, heartbreaking. And she doesn't she sugarcoat. What it was like to grow up poor here. Nope. She's very clear about what that was. That it was cold and there wasn't a lot of food. and yeah. It yeah. wasn't an easy they thing. There wasn't extra money. Sometimes there wasn't money at all, but there certainly wasn't extra money. That no. still goes on, you know. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yes, yeah, a shame. Anyway, I remember that song, the Hard Candy Christmas song. Yeah. And true. I'd go around this time of year singing it. Yeah. And... What it meant to me personally was the story of the little girl remembering her Christmases. And I would think about my grandma mm. and I would wonder if, you know, I would assume that that's the kind of Christmases that they would have. I heard about things like circus peanuts and apples and oranges and all of that in for Christmas, but I never did experience it. What I experienced was a lot of presents wrapped under the tree, and a lot of relatives who loved me and made a big fuss over everything. But that made me very lucky, didn't it? It did, and and you are the kind of person who recognizes that good fortune and meets it with gratitude. Yeah, um, I wrote a a story about Christmas when I was younger. About my brother and I going up on the mountain to cut the tree, to cut down the Christmas tree. <laughs> and it, you know, it was uh, was an adventure. There, I have cut down a Christmas tree before. Oh, boarding me too. Plenty oh. of them. And they're always too big. Always. They're always too big yeah. and they're not shaped pretty because they're not grown on a tree farm usually. Exactly. So and <laughs> they were always like, what is that, awful yellow pine or white pine or whatever that is. But, boy, they smell good. Yeah, they smell real good. Do you remember mistletoe? See, I, I don't know if it's still popular nowadays. It is, but I mean, when I was a kid, it wasn't a thing, really. It wasn't? uh huh. I remember my grandmother, uh, when I must have been in high school, I had heard about a kissing ball. And that's just this little decorative thing that hangs up and has mistletoe and you kiss underneath it. It's usually plastic. <laughs> yeah, but I, and I heard about that, I think, at, in Dickens or something like that. It was not traditionally Appalachian. Hmm. Well, we used to go look for mistletoe when it would start getting cold. Mm-hmm. And when the leaves would come down from the trees, then you could see where the mistletoe was. Because yeah. it was usually in the top of the really tall uh, oaks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was oaks. Yeah, it was oaks. Yeah, for sure. oak, yeah. and Ireland for sure. So so I did not, I think maybe once or twice I've done it, but usually I didn't. Yeah. Usually there'd be some relative or somebody who would come by and knock on the door, and they'd have a whole bunch of mistletoe, and they'd just say, you need any of this mistletoe? And they, uh-huh. they'd put it in little pouches and put it on the tree every now and then, and we would hang it and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I always loved mistletoe. And I wanted to cultivate it. And I still do. I don't care if it's not cool. I just well, think they're... In, uh, in Britain, mistletoe grows on like apple trees. Hmm. So it grows low down. You can walk through an apple orchard and there'll be a big old bough, a mistletoe. Is it really mistletoe? Well, it's a different variety of mistletoe than we have here. Uh, The mistletoe we have here really, it's not good for the trees is what I understand. Right, I understand. It's a different variety of mistletoe. But when I was coming up, not so many people kept mistletoe and had mistletoe in the house. As they did, they shot it out of the trees to sell it to make extra money. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because that is how you harvest mistletoe. Yes, you shoot it out of the tree. You don't. And, I, you know, you can be as fancy about stuff as you want to and uh, squeamish and, oh, how could you use a gun to shoot down a mistletoe? Well, <laughs> that, that's just what you do. That's, <laughs> it's what we've always done. People are surprised when they hear that. What did they expect? I'm not going to don wings and go up there and, and fly up to the tree. and fly well, I, year did, down. I did know this fellow about 20 years ago who said he was a druid. And I was saying something about we were doing a, a winter solstice celebration. I said, I'd love to have some mistletoe if anybody sees any. What I thought is they might see it at the farmer's market or someplace like that. Well, he donned his white robe and he climbed to the top of the tree and he cut it with his silver sickle or some... I mean, he claimed all this. I didn't see any of it. And then you toss it down from Aww. the tree onto a white sheet. I mean, he said he did all this stuff. I don't know oh, what he did. Oh, a white sheet? Yes. He's yes. going to be a good aim if he's up there... That's right, dropping it onto a sheet. That's pretty good. But that's what he said he did anyway. I had the mistletoe, so I wouldn't complain. No. Well... You used to be able to get it at the convenience store. Isn't yes. that the weirdest thing? Well, and you get stuff. It looked like it was old and dried out, and they'd spray-painted it green and <laughs> added some plastic white berries. Probably they did. <laughs> they might have. I don't know. It depended on if you got it from Esso or <laughs> Phillips. Well, I, I try to get me a, a you know a good hank of it every year out at the farmer's market because mm-hmm. the folks out there that coming in from the tree farms, they usually have it. And I love to say, so how would you get this? So the person can explain, Well, ma'am, we we shot it out of the tree with a shotgun. (laughs) I go, Well, you must be a very good shot. That's right. Well, yes, ma'am. I I ain't bragging, but I'm a pretty good shot. I can hit the mistletoe. Yeah, I can get you some mistletoe. (laughs) And if you sweet-talk them, sometimes they'll find you the special one with all the berries on it. Nice. So did you ever do any workings with mistletoe? Not too many. I mean, mistletoe is a, a... it's a powerful plant. And the Druids, of course, believed it was sacred. I mean, I think every plant's sacred, but they believed that mistletoe was especially sacred. And um, I've done, I mean, some workings, but not too many. So maybe we should do one. We should do some. Let's try that. This one or something. want to do that big old mistletoe working? I think we should.